The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, Lord. Jesus said to his disciples, In praying, do not babble like the pagans who think that they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them. Your Father knows what you need before you ask him. This is how you are to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. If you forgive men their transgressions, your heavenly Father will forgive you. But if you do not forgive men, neither will your Father forgive your transgressions. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Let's start with the psalm. Very beautiful, very fitting for our reflections today. Psalm 34. And our response was, from all their distress, God rescues the just. So you could also replace the word rescue with save. And if we can replace it with save, then we can also replace it with heal. They're all pretty synonymous as we read the scriptures. So if you haven't meditated on this, it might be helpful today to just go back to this word of God because I have to believe, especially during this Lenten season, that the liturgy, the word of God that we're reading throughout these days in the Mass, it's going to speak to us. And it's so providential how that happens time and time again. But how about that last verse? Beautiful. When the just cry out, remember this morning we talked about Finding our cry again, the cries of our hearts, finding those cries of the heart that have been silenced over the years. When the just cry out, the Lord hears them, and from all their distress, he rescues them. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted, and those who are crushed in spirit, he saves, he heals, he rescues. Beautiful. That's the word of God. So God is just trying to... I think affirm all of us and reassure us that he hears our cries. He sees us, right? That even came out too. The, Lord, the verse before that, the Lord has eyes for the just, which is to say he sees them. He sees you and ears for their cry. He hears you. The Lord confronts the evildoers to destroy remembrance of them from the earth. So He knows what has caused us grief and pain and sorrow and confusion. He knows. But he also wants us to know that he's not indifferent. And again, we have to keep going back to the incarnation. St. Ignatius was always so good about bringing retreatants back to Jesus. Because... It's true. Sometimes we can't make sense of what happens to us. You know, and when we cry out, God, why did that happen? And it's okay. You can, you can, you should pray like that. You know, you got to wrestle with God. 
But then we have to remember, well, well, God never, ever intended for us to suffer. And yet, because of our freedom, sin entered the world. Okay, well, what was God's response to that? His response was, well, I'm going to go down there and I'm going to, I'm going to enter into their pain and sorrow and brokenness, and I will redeem it from the bottom up, from the bottom up, from the inside out, I will redeem it. So God himself was not indifferent to our predicament, but he rather chose to enter into it fully, completely. And then when we look at the cross, we shouldn't be filled with fear or shame, but rather gratitude and confidence and and trust that he knows on some level what I'm going through. Did Jesus ever have to raise kids that were rebellious or ungrateful? No. However, you know, being God and our creator, does he have children who are ungrateful? And of course, right? Yes, he does, right? Who are rebellious? Absolutely. Does it break his heart? Absolutely. So, you know, can Jesus relate to all of the specifics? Well, no, but he can certainly relate to the sentiment and, and to the gut-wrenching pain that we all experience as we go through life. And so by going there out of love for us, by going to the cross, he shows his interest in all that afflicts us. And he shows his desire to redeem it because we know that wasn't the end of the story. But it just goes to show to what length he was willing to associate himself with us. I think that's the point. St. John's Gospel, where he says, he loved his own who were in the world, and he loved them to the end. But you could also interpret that as to the extreme, like to the ends of the earth, like no limit to his love. That's how he loved us. And then he teaches us how to pray. The gospel today is one we're all very familiar with. And it, it goes on to give us this little instruction on forgiveness. And so I think it would be appropriate to just offer a few thoughts on forgiveness. Notice Jesus doesn't say that we should forgive and forget. right? So that phrase, as popular as it may be, finds absolutely no place in the gospel. So God doesn't expect us to do the impossible, right? Nowhere does Jesus say we should forget what happened to us. That's not a Christian teaching. Because that's impossible. We, sometimes, we, we just can't forget some of the things that have been done to us or to our loved ones, right? So God doesn't command us to do the impossible, okay? Nor does he command us here to reconcile with those who hurt us. Because sometimes that's impossible this side of heaven. 
So God is, but I think we as Catholics especially often equate forgiveness with reconciliation. And obviously they're related, but they're not the same thing. So I think that's a good distinction to make, especially as we're wrestling with all of these things. Again, we know that, like I just said that, and you you might all be thinking to yourself, yeah, I know that. But when it, you know, when the rubber meets the road and we have, you know, God is asking us to forgive somebody, you might think to yourself, well, I really don't like that person. (laughs) Well, you don't have to like them. You really don't have to like them. You don't have to feel warm, fuzzy feelings for them. That's not what God is asking us to do. You don't have to be friends with them. Right? But to, to forgive then is to choose. So it's an act of the will. It's to choose to just let them go and to give them to God. And not to try to figure it out or to fix it on your own. Because I think, too, sometimes we impose this obligation to fix whatever it is that happened. And, and sometimes we just can't. And, and nor is God calling us to fix it or to fix the person who hurt us. or Maybe. And, and that's something to be discerned then with God. But to choose to forgive is to just let it go and to give them to God. And as I like to say, our desire that we all have sometimes, you know, to be the judge and the jury and the executioner, we got to let go of that too. And what else? You know, there's more, right? Sometimes, well, I want them to feel my pain. Yeah, you got to let go of that too. That's hard sometimes. I want them to know how much they hurt me. I want them to feel my pain. But that's not what God's asking us to do. He's inviting us to give it to him and to let him take care of it. In his mercy and in his justice, God is just. And they will have to pay the price for what they've done. That's for sure. There's no sin that goes unpunished. But God knows, like if we think about our own sins, because sometimes the hardest person to forgive is yourself, right? So if you think about it, your sin has probably been its own worst punishment. I think I heard Scott Hahn say that sometime. It's true. Think about it. Sin is its own worst punishment. Because we feel the isolation when we sin. When we're in sin, if we're living in sin, we really feel it if we're honest with ourselves. We feel the separation from God, from other people, and even from ourselves. So sin is its own worst punishment. So God's not looking to rub it in our face. He's not looking to wag his finger in your face. That never shows up in the gospel either, right? Many of us growing up probably heard, shame on you, you know? Well, that didn't come from the gospel. You know, I never heard Jesus say that. I never heard God the Father say that, right? But I'm sure, you know, if I were to show of hands, we'd all raise our hands and, yeah, we heard that. Shame on you. God never says that. Right, but again, because we heard it and because we heard our parents say it or priests say it or teachers say it or whatever, 
we think that that's how God thinks. And we think that's how God speaks. But, but that's why we got to go back to the word. What did he really say? Right? Talk about fake news, right? <laughs> Who's the expert in fake news? It's the devil. Right? The devil loves fake news. You know, he's all about fake news. But that's why we gotta go back to what he really said. It's important, it's life-giving. It renews the mind and then it transforms the heart. So, but it is a grace, right? Again, without God, without Jesus, without the Holy Spirit, without the grace of God, the Father working in us, we can do nothing. So forgiveness is definitely something we need help with. So God, help us today to to forgive ourselves and to forgive others. You might just ask the Holy Spirit today in your prayer, you know, highlight somebody for me today that I that I probably need to work on forgiving. And and why is it really hard sometimes? Because we gave them we gave that person probably a lot of authority to define us, if we're honest. You know, so if you think, you know, for those of you who are married, you know, and, and then if you have kids, you know, how much authority, in a sense, do you give to your husband and your kids to define you? Probably too much, right? Because ultimately, it's, as we said yesterday, it's God who defines us. It's God who defines us. And then we give, you know, friends and other family members all kinds of authority to define us. And, and that's where the Lord is gently inviting you to listen to him. And he, let me define you. Let me define you. It's not that it doesn't hurt when they insult us or when they're ungrateful. I'm not saying that. Because it hurts. Of course it hurts. It hurts Jesus because whatever you do to one of the least of his brothers, you do to him. So whenever you're insulted, he's insulted. So yes, it hurts him too. He's offended, but as I heard one preacher say, he doesn't take offense. So in a sense, he doesn't take it personally because he knows exactly who he is. And that's why he was able to say, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do because they don't know you. They don't know me. So forgive them. Forgive them. So let's ask God, too, to help us give him the power and authority to define us. And let's forgive others and forgive ourselves by the grace of God. Giving it all to God and his, his mercy. His mercy. So when we say, Lord, have mercy, what are we saying? We're saying, please don't treat me the way I deserve to be treated. That's what mercy, I mean, that's a part of mercy. It's to say, please don't treat me the way that I deserve to be treated. And if I'm asking God to have mercy on others, it's, yeah. I want, I want justice, I, you know. <laughs> I want them to know but 
little by little, more and more, like we ask for the heart of God for that person. And that they be healed. That they be healed. That they come to know the love of God for them. I think that's like the evolution of forgiveness, but it doesn't come in a moment. Because as Sister Miriam likes to say, we should count the cost. A flippant, yeah, I forgive him, it's okay, whatever. I forgive him. Well, that's not going to do any good either. Right, so you've got to kind of feel it and the weight of it in order to really heal it and then forgive it. So it's not easy. It can be rather a complex reality, and God knows that. And that's why he preached on it so much, and it's why he modeled it for us, because he knew we needed a model. And so we ask you, Jesus, to continue to teach us and to show us the way, the way that leads then to freedom and to life. So help us to forgive us, or to forgive others who have sinned against us as you, Lord, have forgiven us. Amen.